Well, praise the Lord. Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. Praise God. Jesus Christ is Lord, risen from the dead. Is the sound on that? Okay. Praise the Lord. And so let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 21. And we're going to look at verse 9. The title of this message is Hosanna. Lord save now. Amen. In Matthew chapter 21 verse 9 the context is when Jesus is coming into Jerusalem and he's riding on a donkey. Praise the Lord. And in verse 9 it says, Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna! To the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Praise God. Now I want us to uh, understand what's going on. If you went on and you uh, looked in other places, the, the priests got upset. They In another passage they say, hey, uh, what are you doing letting them do this there don't you hear what they're doing and that's when he says it's written that uh, uh, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants if you just looked on over a little bit uh, in the in this chapter and uh, he, d he just declares that uh, yes he definitely knows what they're doing and that uh, he implied that the chief priests and did not and they did not understand. I want us to go over to Psalm 118. Psalm 118. You might keep your place at Matthew 21. I may come back to it. But in Psalm 118, this is the only place in the, in the Old Testament where you find this word Hosanna. And uh, it's found in 118 verses 25 and 26 is what they are uh, declaring as Jesus enters Jerusalem. And in verse 25 it says, Save now, I pray, O Lord. And that is, if you looked in the Hebrew, Hosanna. Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. Praise God. And so the, the first line of both of these verses is what they were declaring uh, in Matthew 21. So let's go back to that again. Jesus is making this triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And they're laying down palm branches and they're declaring Hosanna to the son of David. What are they saying? They're saying, Lord, save now. And when they say son of David, they're making reference to him being Messiah. The long prophesied awaited one to free them from the bondage of Rome. To deliver them from the slavery, if you will, of Rome. They were under Rome's heel. And they were saying, Lord, take your place. Beca be the king we have long awaited. You are our king. 
You are our great Messiah. Take your throne. Free us from Rome. Free us. And so this is what they're calling. And this is another reason why the chief priests got a little upset because I think they were a little bit afraid that Rome might retaliate and uh, that there might be repercussions, if you will. So, you know, for the, since I went ahead and referenced it, let's just go on over here to chapter, uh, chapter 21, verse 15. And uh, Jesus has, he went into the temple and he, he cleansed it, if you will. He cleaned the temple out of the, the uh, buying and selling within the temple. And now in verse 15, But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. I bet they were. And said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. Hallelujah. And so he quotes another scripture. But this is to give you a little bit of an understanding. The people were crying out for deliverance. They were crying out for God to save, to deliver them from Rome primarily, but also that their long-awaited Christ would come. And they were acknowledging him as that. Definitely that's what he was and is and forever shall be. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen? You remember uh, Peter declaring that? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. And Jesus looked at him and said, You are blessed. Hallelujah. You are blessed because this was a revelation from my father and not from man. So this, the spirit of God is opening the eyes of these, of these uh, people declaring Hosanna to the son of David. There's a revelation coming to them. Now these same people probably later on would say crucify him. So it wasn't a lasting revelation, but nevertheless, they saw for a season, they saw for a time. And dear ones, don't close your eyes to what God is revealing to you about Jesus. Amen? If you see Jesus as Lord and Master, if you see Jesus as the, as the Savior, then you hold on to that and don't turn back. Keep your faith. Keep your uh, life in the palm of the hand of God in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Praise God. Now, I just want to talk just a few things about what God is in Christ to us. Amen? Christ came to heal. I want us to go to Luke chapter 4. And I want you to understand that if you need healing, you need to cry out, Hosanna! Hosanna to the Son of David, to Jesus, the mighty Christ. He is the one that is able to save now, praise God. And, not, and he's able to save to the uttermost, the Bible says in another passage. But in Luke chapter 4, we find a place where Jesus healed. And we find it all through the, the Gospels, actually. But here in uh, Luke chapter 4, in verses 39, or excuse me, 38 uh, through 41. Praise God. 
And it says, Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made request of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and served them. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he, he excuse me, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ, the anointed one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ is, the, is a, another way of saying Messiah. Both of them mean the same thing. In Hebrew, Messiah, Christ, you know, is New Testament. It's Greek. And so they were, they were saying, you are the Messiah. You are the anointed one. You are the long-awaited one. You are king. Hallelujah. And so they were declaring him to be the son of God, that he was the king of kings and lord of lords. Now, what is this all about? This is letting you see that as, uh, you know, the Bible says in another passage, Hebrews 13, 8, it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as he healed, he heals. Amen. As he healed, he heals in the present. Amen. He is our healer, and He is able to deliver us from sickness and disease. So we should call upon Him in the now, in the present, and say, Lord, save me now from sickness and disease. You should look to Him for your life and health, praise God. Hallelujah. He is the mighty one that we declare, Hosanna, Hosanna, Lord, save now. And we can believe him for healing. Praise God. I want us to go to Luke chapter 4 verses 36. So we're going to back up just a tad. So Luke chapter 4 verses 33 through 36. Thank you Jesus. And it says, Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Now verse 36. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What? A word is this. What word is this? That uh, for with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. Praise God. And so Jesus is the one that has power over the demonic. But not only that, he is the one that gives his believers power over the demonic. And so if you are a believer, you should... And you have issues in your life. Maybe it's addiction. 
Maybe it's uh, uh, something that is a stronghold in you that you know that it's, it's not just natural. There's a spirit behind it. And you might need to consider that. Maybe you've never considered that there's a, a demonic stronghold. You need to bind that thing. You need to command it to come out. All you have to do is whatever the, the symptom, whatever the uh, thing is that it, it, it acts like, like if you are addicted to alcohol, you say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you, spirit of alcohol, to be broken over my life. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Come out of my life. Get off of me. I declare that I am free by the precious blood of Jesus. I am free. Hosanna, Lord. Hosanna, free me from this demonic spirit. Free me from this addiction, praise God. He gives authority through his name. And we find this in several places in the, in the uh, Gospels, but we also find it in the Great Commission. Then in Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, we have the Great Commission, and it says believers will cast out demons in his name. Praise God. Jesus said that now. Amen. So in the name of Jesus, we have authority over the demonic, and we need not fear the devil and his devices. And now, you know, the first and foremost, we need to be free from sin. And if there's areas of your life that you find yourself slipping into sin, that you know it's not of God, then you need to bind that sin. You need to break that stronghold and declare to those demons once again, you will not reign in my life in this sin. I am free by the precious blood of Jesus. Hosanna, free me from this sin bondage. And Jesus came to set the captives free. Amen? Praise God. Well, I want us to look at Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. And in verses 35 through 41. Praise God. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. So they're going across the, the Sea of Galilee. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he, as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat up into the, the boat so that it was already filling but he was in the the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing then he arose and rebuked the, the wind and said to the sea peace be still and the wind and the wind ceased and there was a great calm but he said to them why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith? And they, and they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the water, excuse me, the wind and the sea obey him? Praise God. And so it's vitally important that you see in your storms of life or in the, say there's a storm in nature. Say there's something that is threatening your well-being. 
whether it be a storm, literally, like a storm, a tornado, or whatever, or whether it be a storm on the inside of emotions or situations or circumstances of life that are causing you to fear, you need to understand Jesus is able to intervene. Hosanna! Hosanna! Call upon the name of the Lord and trust in His power to deliver you from the storms of life. Literally or figuratively, it doesn't matter. He is the mighty one that is able to intervene. Have faith in Him. Call upon the mighty name of Jesus and say, Lord, save now. Lord, deliver me in the now. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, too often we, we find people, I know as I uh, witness to people or I minister to people, I find people that put Jesus either in the past or in the future. And, you know, that's, uh, that's all right to acknowledge Him in the past. It's all right to acknowledge Him in the future. But if you don't know Him in the now, you don't have faith. The Bible says, now faith is. And no matter how you say that, that's present tense. So if you can't believe in Jesus in the now, then your faith is not where it needs to be. If you can trust in a past Jesus and in a future Jesus, learn to trust in a present Jesus. Amen? Praise God forever. So I encourage you, strengthen your faith by, again, attending to the Word, reading the Word, praying uh, to the Lord, calling upon His holy name. Amen? There's just something about worshiping the Lord that causes you to be strong. If you're one that speaks in other tongues, the Bible says that praying in the Spirit builds you up on your most holy faith. So praying in, in the other, other tongues, praying by the Holy Spirit, causes your faith to be built. We may not understand why, but we can believe the Word that says it will. Amen? Praise God forever. And so we need to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to deliver us in the now. Uh, whether it be healing, whether it be demonic, uh, whether it be uh, danger, or we need protection. I want us to go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we're going to look at verses 10 through 13. And the Apostle Paul is writing here and he says, But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been, uh, and been assured of, knowing from whom you love, uh, you have loved, excuse me, you have learned them. Praise God. Forgive me. And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise 
for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Praise God. And I think I read a little long. But what we're looking at here is we're able to be strong even in persecutions through Christ Jesus. Jesus keeps us walking in Him by faith. He keeps us going further and further and we keep our eye on Him. He is the author and the developer of our faith and He enables us to go through tough times as, and uh, even it, whether it be persecution, affliction, whether it be uh, just bad times you may go on through with situations and circumstances. He will see you through if you keep your faith in Him. Hosanna! Hosanna, Lord, from the situations and circumstances I'm in. Hosanna, Lord, from the persecution that I'm enduring. Hosanna from dealing with wicked men. Lord, help me. Lord, save me. Lord, deliver me. And he will. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be astonished, or excuse me, entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Praise God. And so he is our Savior. He is our, the one that gives us liberty and freedom. Praise God. He is the one that's able to set the captives free. He's able to keep us free. He's able that we might walk in newness of life. He is our Savior. He is our Savior from sin. He is our Savior from sickness. He is our Savior from demons. He is our Savior when we are in danger and we need His protection. He is the one that strengthens us and enables us to walk through the valley times of our life. He is the one that frees us from all the works of the devil. And we give God the glory. Hosanna! You know, in, in this situation, they were calling for his intervention but you know as the world goes on sometimes things are weakened and Hosanna is used now primarily in the church to just be something we say Hosanna to praise the Lord and I'm not necessarily saying that's wrong but I think you miss a little bit of what it really is all about if you're just using it to just praise the Lord you we need to Request of the Lord, His intervention. Hosanna to the King. Hosanna to the mighty Son of God. Hosanna to the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Hosanna, Lord Jesus. We call upon you and we thank you for your intervention. In Jesus' name, amen.